forget. That's a, that's a card for a million dollars. Well, it's good to see you this morning on this wonderful September fall. We're getting started in fall. And you know what's in the air? Pumpkin spice. Help me, Jesus. Seems like everything starts turning pumpkin spice. I got home the other day and Kim was like, did you see what I got? I'm like, no, what'd you get? It's pumpkin spice creamer. It's awesome. But, you know, it is pretty good. I think it's sugar-free as well. Or something. So, see, that's even a plus. Jesus would probably drink that. So, anyway, I want to, you know, I, I see uh, Tom in the back. Tom, look, he's modeling that shirt for you right there. Uh, Live life on purpose. Those are out. We have some that are. They're going fast. We we got some that are out in the lobby. When you leave, if you'd like to purchase one, you're welcome to do that. You can go to the website. There's plenty more stuff besides uh, that T-shirt or that that style. There's all kinds of different apparel on there that you're welcome to order. Uh, but God is just doing some great things, and we're excited. Today we're, we're into the, the last message in the series, Citizenship, but I also wanted to make a plug before we get started. Wednesday, Pastor Tim Cassie from Faith Life Church will be here. He's really excited because Pastor uh, Gary couldn't be here when we originally purchased this building. I mean, outside of pictures and me talking to him on the phone. And so Pastor Tim came in his stead and saw this before it was remodeled in here. So he, I talked to him last night and he's like, I can't wait to see what it looks like. So we're excited to have him come as well. And I wanted to say a big thank you to John. You saw the guitar player up here. John is from uh, one of our local churches, not, you know, just a, a brother in Christ from the rise used to be celebration and their pastor has lent him to us for today. And he blessed us with his ability and talent. He was just amazing. John, wherever you're at, we love you. Thank you so much. Um, my heart is full because you looked up here on the base was my son from Pastor Gary's church, Sam. And uh, he was up here. And so if you want to see the most beautiful baby in the world, you'll find Hannah around with our grandbaby is, is here somewhere as well. So the, Sam is here from Faith Life and we're excited. And Zach was on the drum. So I'm just and Mal was singing. It was like ah, Partridge family. We live again. <laughs> so all good. So I was just a proud mama and dad, and um, I just love seeing my wife holding that baby. She just lights up like, you know, a Christmas tree, and uh, I'm, I'm just very honored. So today we're talking about citizenship, and that's the big thing. We've been talking about the kingdom of God and living in the kingdom and how we do that and how that functions. And instead of just coming to church, but understanding there's a purpose behind what we do, and there's a purpose and a way to live, and a, a way that we could finally do something and get some things right. And I don't mean that we don't get anything right, but I do mean that I've been alive long enough that sometimes we just attended to church because it was the thing to do. You know, we're supposed to be in church. You know, you need to be in church, and it is a good thing to be in church. I mean, the Bible talks about not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, but I wanted to get something. Haven't you ever thought, you know what, that's great. I used to leave church and go, people say, wasn't that a good service? And I'd say, yes, but I don't know how that's going to help me on Monday. Anybody else? You know, just like, I got to see how I can apply that because I want to make a change in my life. I don't want to go through the same old, same old, same old. Every week, I feel like the guy, time to make the donuts. You know, just kind of going through that. But God, show me something that would bring your word to life to me that would make a change. So we've talked about a few things. We talked about the Old Testament covenant was a do covenant. And the New Testament is a say covenant. 
And not, not that we don't have anything to do because we have to put faith without works is dead. We have put our hand to something. We have put action with something. But we basically, it is up, we have a part to play. We have to say some things. Laws are set. We can discover the laws. We can find them. We can't change them. They're already put in place. Like gravity is a law that we have here on earth. You can not believe in it if you want, but if I jumped off this, I probably won't float. And no, I'm not going to show you. <laughs> Some of you are waiting, but no, you're going to be disappointed. So we must fill our mouth with faith. Life and death is in your mouth. How many know that? And we're finding out, and it's easy sometimes just to get caught up in just little things that we say throughout the day. Just things that we don't even realize that we're saying, but we may be making negative and nipping things and chopping the current of the, of the kingdom off by things that we say. We've had stuff and just different things that have happened. I remember, um, you know, there used to be, and, and you probably heard this, if, you know, our, I think Sam, matter of fact, I think Sam had a fever and... Um, Somebody had said to my wife, you know, fevers go up in, at night when they go to bed. And she said, yeah. And that's all she said. And his fever went up and she was rebuking and speaking and with a damp cloth on his head and just, Lord, you know, help me. And she went and asked the Lord. Now, this is something that we got to get used to that we don't do enough. Ask the Lord. Seems pretty complicated, but, you know, and I can't ask God. Well, why not? The Bible says we can come boldly to the throne. We have rights in the kingdom, just like if you're in the United States, and because you're here, you are. All that are here, say I. All that are not, say, never mind. But because you're here, you have rights. You live in the United States. There are current rights that, because we are citizens of these great United States, there are rights that we have. Just in the kingdom of God, there, is, there are rights that you have. So if we would ask God, because God doesn't do anything wrong. There's no short circuit in God. God doesn't stop. Or he doesn't arbitrarily choose, I'll bless you, I won't bless you, I, I'll do this, I'll do God already states in his word what he will and will not do. So it is up to us then, if something isn't happening, God, what is wrong? And this is what my wife says. She said, God, I, I don't get it. It was a little bit better. Now it's gone up. And God spoke to her and said, you got an agreement with that comment. And she said, comment. He, and he told her, he said, fevers go up at night. And you said, yeah. And she said, oh. So she said, I break that word in Jesus' name. Father, I break that. I am not in agreement with that. God, bring your healing. And let me just tell you, inside of maybe, what, 15 minutes or something like that, fever went, went right back down. Why? Kingdom principle. Life and death are in your mouth. Faith always has a point of release and a point of reception. And who possesses the law of the kingdom? We do. We're citizens in the kingdom. We have the rights and we possess the way to do that. It's really as much God's already done what he's going to do. Your answer has already been paid for. The way has already been paved. He's, he, Jesus isn't going back to the cross again. Every answer that you need is in the word. He's already made it available to us. So it's about us using the kingdom with his grace and authority that he has given to us. Following his instructions. Our mandate is to go and preach the gospel. Is to get as many people into this kingdom. And to find and let them find Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And find out that church isn't just this religious thing that man has made it out to be. But it's a relationship deal. 
That's a good place there to just say that was good. Because you grew up with church just being, yeah, 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 church, church, church. But what if it was something that was just vibrant and changed your life? You know, when you have something that changes your life, you get excited about it. And everybody that's around you knows you're excited about it. What if we did church that way? Not because, oh, you need to come to church because that's just what we do. What if we just came to church because, man, I just can't get enough of God. And I'm so excited. And when I get together with other believers, man, there's elements of, of amazing things that can happen. Because we give God opportunity. There's more faith that's working in the building. People looking in the same direction. The power of agreement is flowing. Healing can be flowing. Did you know the Bible says you should be healed? It says you already are. But we have to be able to receive it. So we have to know this kingdom. How many knows that you're more than a conqueror? Greater is he, and we're talking about Jesus living inside of us, than the enemy that's in the world. So that's what we're talking about. Galatians 4 says he's given us the whole estate. But here's the thing. We've got to take the journey. You've got to say, okay, God, I'm willing to do this. Peter, let down your net. God, we fished all night. You've got to be willing to go, okay, I, I'll throw it out. I don't want to go to church. You've got to be willing to get your B-U-T-T out of B-E-D. <laughs> Sesame Street. <laughs> Near? Far. You've got to be willing to do what God's telling you to do. You've got to be willing to say, all right. Maybe you don't know it all. I don't know it all. How do we do that? We have to speak with our mouth, believe with our heart, and do not doubt. And put some action with what we're speaking. Confess, believe, don't doubt. Faith has to be released. So I'm going to give you, I promised last week, I'm going to show you the things that Kim and I do. I'm going to give them to you. And you can say all day long, you can say, Pastor, I don't know that that works. I will not lose sleep over whether you know that it works or doesn't. I'm just going to tell you what, what we have found this kingdom is operating. And I don't have all the answers. I'm working on all that. That these are proven to work. We've used them. We use them all the time. We, we sow seeds. Anybody sow any seeds? Now... <sighs> I, in the future, I don't know how long in the future, I'm gonna, we'll, we'll define some more things, but for today, we're talking about just sowing, talking about sowing seeds. And I don't want to get that confused with, with anything else, because sometimes we have in our mindset what we are thinking, but sowing the need, we have a need for faith to be released. And see, this gets difficult in some ways to explain, because people, will, they'll take it wrong. Pastor, here it comes. He's going to be talking about money. He's going to be talking about sowing. And I'm not talking about Betsy Ross and making a flag. I'm talking, so. not talking about sowing, sowing. I'm talking about sowing financially. Or it doesn't always have to be financially. It could be time. It could be, you know, different things like that. So just understand. But there's, there's something about sowing a seed, about releasing faith. Something that when we do an action, faith without works is what? The Bible says is dead. When we sow, the Bible says as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest. Sowing and reaping. You can't change it. It is a kingdom law. You can say, I don't agree with it. I'm sorry. It is a law. I didn't write the book. I'm telling you how it works. 
So if we sow a seed, sometimes we'll write it down on a piece of paper. How many knows that Jesus, when the enemy came to Jesus, he would say, it is written. Now, he didn't pull out, I'm sure, a little piece of paper. Let me see where I wrote that down at. It is written. So sometimes you can put that on a piece of paper. If you're believing for something, you can write it, the name, the date, the time you released your faith on what it was for. Because you can say, when the enemy comes, and I guarantee you, he's going to come and try to get you to doubt or be confused. Come on, somebody. Because he doesn't want you to receive. He wants you to doubt. The Bible says a double-minded man receives nothing. So... We'll write it down. We'll sow something and write it down. Now, we don't do it all the time, but I would suggest in the beginning you do it. Or if you keep a journal, write it down. So when the enemy comes, you can say, no, 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 on September 1st. Because some of you today are going to say, all right, I'm sowing today. I'm going to sow today. And so you can say on September 1st, when the enemy comes, you can go, it's written right here. I'm not even accepting anything past what I'm doing. I'm not going to accept doubt. I'm going to receive Remember, according to Mark eleven twenty three and 24, and actually 22 through 24, we believe we receive when we pray, not when it shows up. So I'm going to give you these in order in a second. But, you know, Pastor Gary began to show this stuff to me, and I began to probably do just what you're doing. Ah, okay. I like it, kind of, but I'm a little unsure. He'd have one, you know, he had one day to get a buck one time. He was hunting, and it was on a friend's property. He had one day. He wrote it down today. I will get my... My buck, and he wrote it on a piece of paper, stuck in his pocket, and they had, they said, "I don't think you're going to be able to get a buck." And the story went on. In 45 minutes, he had a seven-point buck, and he told the the guy he was with, he pulled the paper out and he said, "Look," and the guy read the paper, and and God began to show Pastor the things of the kingdom, how the kingdom worked, and how he tapped into the kingdom. He had sowed a seed. He had agreed with his wife that he was going to get that deer that day, and we're going to go through all that in just a second. But I want you to know something. How many would like to be successful in what you do? I don't want to do anything and just fail, but success is great. It's better than the alternative. Some people will ask, you know, Kim and I, how did that happen? How did you, you know, and they'll, how did that happen? The kingdom. God did it. I, I didn't do it. The house before the house we have now. We had just started the church. We had just, I mean, we named the church. We were driving an hour and 45 minutes one way. The church was, it just was really existing. People were meeting in our living room. And we bought this house and people were like, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't even have any idea. I don't know. I mean, the kingdom did it. I don't know. I mean, I still had the same occupation I'd had for years. But the, the whole church was brand new. We'd just come to the area. And I mean, I don't know how many people. We might have had 17 people or something. It was crazy. But yet God, amazingly, when you understand the kingdom... Success is certainly better. So what we believe, what you believe, that's really where your heart is. That's the location of your faith. So when you can determine what you believe, that's where your faith is at. Some people say, I cannot believe that God would make me well. Could you believe that you won't get any sicker? How about that? Some people have said, you know what, I can't, I can't see myself better but can you see yourself not getting any worse? I, I think I could do that. I think God can do better than that, but I'm telling you, He can do that. And, and then your faith will get to that point. Because our bottom denomination of where we believe, that's where our faith is. 
we need to release our faith and get fruit from it. When I would believe for, you know, and again, just deer hunting, uh, and that's kind of how God connected Pastor and I. We both were deer hunters, and he was telling me these, these to me, they were crazy outlandish stories in, at the beginning. And I'm like, you, you're right. And, I, you know, I, I, had to re, I had to repent and say, God, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, Pastor would be over at my house, we and we'd be going back with these stories, although his stories were a little more interesting than mine. Because he would say, oh, yeah, God did this and God did that. So then I started, now listen, remember when I started, when we get excited about something, we influence people around us. Because I understood Pastor, and I understood him to be a man of God, and I trusted him. That influence, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to try that. How many knows that faith can be passed on, it can be released? So I decided I'm going to try that. So I went out to my own woods, and I, at that time we had some woods, and, I, and I, I wrote down, this is what I want. And I wrote it on the check, and I sowed a seed. I went to Kim, and we spoke over the seed. We, we released our faith. And, and, and I'm telling you, did I have all the answers? No, I'm just saying, okay, God, this is, what, this is what I'm believing for. Show me the way you showed pastor. And let me just say, it was amazing. Now, again, faith had to be released. If you, if you say, I did something like that, didn't have to do with deer, but nothing happened. Again, your, your denomination, wherever your faith is, that's your belief system. If you didn't believe it and you had another plan, that's why it didn't happen. Does that make sense? Okay. Boy, it's quiet in here today. So we released, I released our faith. Kim and I, we released our faith. You know, I went and I got in the steer stand. And the exact way that I had signed my check on the memo section is the exact way it happened. The deer just came right up to me. I just, it's going to sound stupid. Like, are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Out of nowhere comes the deer. It, didn't, it came, what, what I believed for, came up, stood under my stand, and just kind of like, shoot me. <laughs> so I got that deer, and then I thought, well, that's pretty crazy. Let's do that again. So, you know, on, if you own your own land, you can get, I think, up to five deer or something like that in a season. Uh, you might be able to do that anyway, but, you, you know, so I didn't have to tag it. I mean, other than go and say landowner. So, I, we, we sowed again, and I said, uh, now I want a doe. Shoot me. This is nuts. And I was like, wow, so I get back to pastor. I'm like, you won't believe it. And he goes, hmm. Sure I will. So it began to happen just that way. However I put it down is how things showed up. And Sam is here in the building and he can, he can tell you story. He's got a 10 point. It's in his house. And he got it behind the house we lived in before this house. And he had told me, Dad, I want, I want to sew. I want to sew for a deer. I want a 10 point. And I said, Sammy, don't you love it when somebody rains on your parade? I was Captain Rain that day, and I'm, I'd never seen a 10-point behind our house. I'd seen smaller deer, 4 points, 6 points, and I was like, maybe, maybe an 8-point. Why don't you believe for a 6 for a or an 8-point? How about a 6-point, Sam? We've seen those, a 6-point. And he said, no, Dad, I want a 10-point. Would you believe with me? And so he sold like $2.50. So before you get all bent out of shape, like he had to clear his bank book out, $2.50, we laid hands on it. I agreed with him, and my prayer was, and this is what I said, because now listen, and I, I'm just being, can I be as real as I can? 
I was concerned that I'm telling him about the kingdom and it wouldn't work. And if I said this is what's going to happen and it doesn't, how is that going to make me look? You ever done that? Feel like I'm going to look like I'm not telling the truth or this was a fluke or I've never seen a 10 point behind our house. And so I said, yes, God, I believe Sam for a six point and he wants a 10 point. But God, you, you know. Come on. And he, and he looked at me and smiled and he said, 10 point, shook his hand, squeezed my hand, and we went out to hunt. Now, he had my crossbow, and I'm, I'm just going to paint this picture. This is Sam. This is me. He's sitting on the ground. We're out in the open at the edge of a fence row, and I'm standing. And I'm just standing because he was an apprentice. Mm, an apprentice he is. So that's what he signed up as the, as the so he's, he's sitting there and out of nowhere comes this buck and it runs clear across the field. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm standing out there. I might as well be like, but I'm not moving, but I mean, I'm, I'm not hidden. I'm standing out and the buck just runs right over, runs right up in front of Sam about where my secretary is right there in the blue shirt and just stops. It has six points and stops and just stands there. And, and, and I'm, this is me. Shoot it. Sam, shoot it. And Sam will not. Sam's just looking at it. And that deer stood there for maybe a minute, 30 seconds, 45 seconds. I don't remember. It seemed like a long time. Never moved. And then just trotted off. And I'm like, you should have shot it. What's the matter with you? And this is what my son told me, taught me my own lesson. He said, no, Dad, that was your deer. That wasn't mine. Now, now think about what I said. I had released my faith for a what? Six point. What showed up? Six point. So we went out the next day. And this time I didn't stand by him. And he said, I'm going to get my buck. We went out and I sat up in another tree and I could see him about 100 yards away. And I saw the silhouette of this deer come out of the woods. Right out. He was sitting in the same spot. And then I heard my crossbow go off. Then I heard, crash, 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 and then it was quiet. I got down out of the tree and went over, and I said, Sam, what happened? He goes, I, what is, what, he came out, oh, and, oh, I don't know. Ah. And, you know, so he, he says all that, and, and we go about 50 yards. Sure enough, there's the buck. Guess how many points it had? Ten. So we did. We danced around the deer, at least I did, and sang, and, and he laughed, and we, you know, had a great time, and... Uh, and so the next week, I said, okay, now I'm going to go out and get my deer. And so I put on my check, again, now I'm sewing, and I can't remember, it was like 10 or 20 bucks or something I put on there. And I said, a, this is what I put, a four-point or an eight-point, pretty good-sized deer. This is in that season. So we agreed, Kim and I, Sam said, I'll agree with you. So I went to get him out of bed, thought he'd come hunting with me. No, he got his deer, he's not getting out of bed. So I went out, true story, and this is crazy. I sat, (laughs) and two deer come out, and they're running parallel. They're running right beside me, a four-point and an eight-point. Now, I mean, you could have, it could have been a doe. I mean, why was it a four-point and an eight-point, and the six-point came in the beginning? Faith released. I'm telling you, this works. We've watched it happen over and over again. I could tell you story after story. 
Remember, seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping. Luke 6.38, given and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together. Make room for more, running over, poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 8. Remember this, the farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. So if we're reading these scriptures, now we also know that that's not just talking about money in Luke. It can talk about judgment and other things. We've talked about that. But in in reference to money, it also deals with money. We realize that we literally are a crucial part of the harvest that comes in. We control that harvest in our lives by what we sow and what we reap. And so it's, it's the law of God that determines the ability of, of our faith in that law to operate in our life. In other words, we have to believe in the sowing and reaping law and believe that God is going to do what his part is if we believe we're doing our part. Say amen to that. It's part of what it is. It's, it's a kingdom principle. Sowing and reaping. Believing God. It'd be crazy for a farmer to plant and hoping that God would give him a miracle harvest of 10 or more truckloads of harvest if he only planted like some little tiny square of seed. We'd think, well, that's crazy. But yet we do that. We always, we're, there's so many of us, so many times, I'm guilty of it as well. I'm wanting to gather a, a harvest, but I've never sowed for it. That's really good. Say that again. I wanted to gather... I mean, some, we're expecting, well, I'm expecting God to do this. But have we really believed God for that? I cannot change the law. People who lack knowledge of the laws of sowing and reaping, they still reap what they've sown. It doesn't have to be mine. It doesn't have to be good things. You're sowing bad things. Guess what comes back to you? You know what the world calls that? Karma. Only here, you know. <laughs> so many of us try to, uh, to reap where we've not sown. Galatians 6, 7 says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. You know, so, you know, if you're sitting here going, I work for a boss and he's a snot ball. Snot, snot's coming his way because he's going to harvest what he plants. But past that, sometimes we, we, we accept or settle for mediocrity or lack or, or whatever, frustration or whatever. You know why? Because we are afraid to believe past it. But I'm here to tell you there's a kingdom that is far greater than anything you've ever known. Jesus paid for it. He does not want you to live in want or lack. He wants you to be happy. God will not violate his own law. He cannot. You do reap what you sow. Think about this. God on foot. Jesus is God in the flesh. Goes to his hometown. And the Bible says he couldn't heal very many because of their unbelief. Now this is God. This is God on foot. And he can't, he can't heal them because of their unbelief. Does he want to? It, it 
it insinuates, yes, he wants to, but he can't. How many times does Jesus say, your faith has made you whole? Go your way, your faith has made you whole. Your faith, your faith, your faith. It is a part that we have to understand. We have to release our faith and receive the answer. That's what faith is. It doesn't take faith to wait till you see it. If, you know, people, well, I, I don't want to do this. I don't want to give my tithe because I want to wait and pay my... It doesn't take any faith. To wait. Anybody can wait. But if God's your source, you just believe God and you do what He says. Here's the five things that Kim and I use. So if you're taking notes, you can take these. Sow your seed, number one. Sow a seed. What do you need? Sow a seed. That almost rhymes. I could be a cheerleader. What do you need? So a seed. You know, I married a cheerleader. It's great when the kids were little. Come on, let's get in the van. Yeah. She didn't do that. But she, she looked good no matter what she does. So that's good. You sow a seed. Now, sometimes you know, people are like, well, it's always got to be money. No, it doesn't always have to be money. I needed clothes. Wasn't going around naked, but I needed clothes. We were getting into ministry and I didn't have any clothes. And guess what? This is going to sound really stupid. But again, I didn't even understand the kingdom principle. And I looked back and God brought me back. I sewed a button because I didn't have any money. Anybody ever not have any money? Dude, let me tell you, I know what it's like to not have any money. We've been on WIC. We've been on welfare. We were bankrupt. I know what it's like to be busted and disgusted. It stinks. If you want me to use King James, it stinketh. I had a button. And so I took the button off my clothes and I put it in the offering. Now, I don't need any buttons today, just so that you know. Put it in the offering thing. And I said, God, we need, I don't have any clothes to, I mean, you know, this is my, my clothes. I'm a, I'm a dude. I don't, if I wear anything and you're like, oh, that's kind of a snappy outfit. I didn't do it. She picked it out. We kind of matched today. She got the green thing, got the green thing, see? But I had nothing to do with that. Anyway, you know, in two weeks, somebody came up to me with a check for $500 and said, God told me you needed clothes. I'm supposed to give this to you. We didn't tell anybody. Now, I, then I'm not understanding I tapped into something bigger than me. And I was like, Sweet. And we didn't get really much more clothes than that because I, this is a whole other deal. I took that and, you know, I didn't know what I know now. And we used $500 for clothes. If I'd have taken that now, I would have taken the first portion of that, my 10%, I'd have put it. Because that's what we do. You know, if we're not careful, we eat our seed. The Bible says he gives seed to the sower and bread to eat. And we, we misused that years ago. So we'd made changes. But so anyway, I sewed clothes. I got clothes. One time, God said, we're sitting in a service and he spoke to me really clear. And he said, you see that boy over there? And I said, yes. He said, I want you to give him your truck. And I said, that is not you, God. <laughs> and I, it's a true story. I had, I had a Ranger XLT. It was in mint shape. It was a beautiful little truck, stick shift. I love that truck because then I could, you know, I could throw a deer in the back of it. It was a great Beautiful. 
give him that truck. I don't want to give him that truck. So I turned to my wife thinking she would be behind me. God wants me to give that boy my truck. And she said, you better do it. So the long story short, I gave him the truck. And he wanted to pay me for it. And I wanted to take it. I did. I mean, I, it's not like I was rolling in the dough. I wanted to take it. And he wasn't even going to give me what it was worth. But, you know, it was worth probably double of what he was going to give me. He said, I, the most I have is $2,400. i will just give you 2400 And the Lord said, you are not to take a dime or a penny of that. And I said, oh, no, I can't. I can't. And he kept pestering me. And his mother said, we want to pay you. We feel God wants us to give you the money. Now, listen, I don't care what they feel in this situation because I know what God told me. So I can give you a scripture to back that up, too. But just moving on, I said, I can't take a penny for it. Just come and pick up the truck. And so they finally came. They got the truck, gave the truck away. And I immediately thought. This is going to be awesome because, you know, I know how to close thing pretty soon. Hey, I'm going to get me a, I'm going to get me a nicer truck. No, I got somebody gave me another car. And it was a clunker. But it worked. It ran. It was good. I mean, but it wasn't a truck. And I got it and I was like, okay. And somebody, you know, well, they just gave it to me. And the Lord said, give that away. And the guy I, I gave to, he said, all I got is $400. I'm going to give it to you. And I said, no, I can't take it. He said, no, I'm going to give you a check. Whether you want it or not, you're getting a check. And I told him, I said, if you give me a check, I'm going to rip it up. He sent me a check. I had to rip it up every time. Thank you, God. <laughs> God gave me, and then we gave something else away. Then he gave me a truck and said, sell that. Give the money away. And so I did that. And then I, one time he said, give, give away a watch. I gave a watch away. I got five watches in two weeks. Give a computer away. I got two computers within the same week. Somebody came and said, I got a computer. I'm supposed to give it to you. Why? Kingdom, sowing and reaping. Now check this out. Now think about what I'm telling you. When the woman needed oil, what reproduced? What she sowed, she gave to the prophet, and that's what reproduced. The five loaves and two fish, what reproduced? Five bread and fish. You see, that's what happens... Because God, that's, what, that's how it multiplies. Now, to even go a little bit further, he only multiplies back what had been sown. So what we give him, that's the law. If we, you know, you give away that, that that's what is sowing, that's what you're coming back to. Paul is telling us this, that money can be used for a return of finance or can be used to name anything else. Look at Philippians 4.19. And the same God who takes care of me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. If we go back up to the scripture that we had said before. Let me see, well, let me see if I can find it real quick. But it talks about all things. Um, all things. So, some, you know, this is what we found when we are taking, when we're sowing finance. We're talking about all things. So when I sowed for the deer, when Sam sowed for the deer, we used the finance to call deer, quote, quote, all things. Are you with me? So we were able to do that because I can't sow a deer. I don't have one. If you need a vehicle and you don't have one, you can't sow one. How many are with me? 
So God has given you an opportunity to understand sowing and reaping so that you can get the kingdom to work for you. Here's our number two is write it down and, and date it. It is written. So you can do that. You can write it down on this day. We are believing God for this. And this is what we're going to believe. And the enemy comes to try to tell you that. You can say, nope, you know what? Mm-mm, not going there. Here's number three. We spoke over it. So you've got to be in agreement with that. So Kim and I would speak over that seed. And so when, now this, is why you're, this hopefully will help you when we receive offering. And I tell you, hold that. And we, we change kingdoms. Remember we talked about the spirit of mammon. Money has a spirit on it. And, and the kingdom of God. So when we pull it out of the world curse system, the earth curse system, we put it into God's kingdom because we have authority over what is given to your hand. Amen? You have authority of what you allow in your house or do not allow in your house. Do we understand? So, you know, when it comes to those things, because I have that authority, I can speak to it and place it in whatever kingdom I want. If I don't do anything with it, it stays in the, in the earth curse system, in the kingdom of, of the enemy. But if I pull it and use it for the kingdom of God, I have now, by the authority God has given me, I've now placed it where then God can now make it multiply. Does it make sense? When Jesus got in the boat with Peter, the reason the fish came then is because now Peter had allowed Jesus to step into his business. Come on. And because now Jesus was in his business, he had legal authority because Peter allowed him in there for the fish to come. When they brought the bread and the loaves and the fish to Jesus, they brought it to him. He spoke. He confessed over that. That's what I'm asking you to do. Speak over that. And then he gave it back to them. And then that is when it was released. Their faith has been released in this process. So speak over it. Sow a seed. Know what you want. Be in agreement. And if you're saying, Brett, I don't have a spouse, then let God be your agreement, or I'll agree with you. I'll be your two. I'll be the other person. I mean, just start believing. God, I'm believing for this. When you plant a seed, you're operating as a farmer does. Now, this is where, you know... Sometimes people can interpret this wrong. Are you expecting a harvest? I want you to expect a harvest. A farmer doesn't plant a seed and doesn't expect a return. He expects a harvest. He expects the corn to grow. He expects the beans to grow. The last house we had, we liked, you know, they rotated beans and corn. Loved it when they planted corn because it would go all the way around our property and it would kind of be like this natural wall. It's it pretty sweet. So we like that. I mean, but, but again, the farmer expects, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm planting this because I'm expecting a harvest. So people will ask this question. Am I buying God's blessing? So you're telling me I've got to pay God something for him to do something. People will come up with that. So I'm just trying to answer some questions. This is a heart issue. This is a law of operation. Let me just ask, for $2.50, you think that'd buy God? That's what Sam sowed for his 10-point buck. I mean, I sewed a button. Come on. I mean, I'm not trying to buy it. I'm trying to operate in a principle of the kingdom. I'm trying to operate in a law. I'm believing that law to operate when I enact in it, when I activate it on my behalf. A farmer would be foolish 
to expect a harvest where he's not planted. And yet, that's what we do a lot. We'll come and we'll just expect. I just expect, Lord. It's okay to expect. But what are you doing in the kingdom? Sometimes you just get blessed because God will tell someone or something will happen and you'll just get blessed. And you might not have sown. And those are good amens. So I'm not saying that can't happen. But I'm saying if we live our life expecting to always receive where we've never planted, that's foolish. Here's number four. Release and receive it in faith. Why should you receive it? What word do you have? What are you standing on? What scripture? Petition is specific. Pastor Amy last night was saying that her and Jason had prayed specifically for a house. They wanted a certain kind of house, and that's what they wanted. The house I live in now, we had prayed. My wife wanted a a brick executive home. That's what we have. Specific. Sam wanted a 10-point buck. That's pretty specific. I said, I'll believe with you for a six-point. Specific. I'll take a four or an eight-point. Specific. Be, understand that God knows the numbers of hairs on your head. Sometimes they're easier to count now that we're older, but he does know them. But we release and receive it in faith. So we are specific. What are we standing on? What word? You know, what could you say? You know, when the enemy comes in and he does, and you can say, you know, my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory. Philippians 4.19. Or, you know, I'm more than a conqueror. I can, you can say however you want. What word are you standing on that you can say, you know what? I'm believing God's word because this word, this word, my friends, does not come back void. So, you know, you can sit back and say, you know what, Brett? I don't believe it works. I got proof. I can show you it works. You can, you can say whatever you want, but I'm just telling you, God has, has done so many incredible things. There is always a specific time and moment when faith has been released and received. Mark eleven twenty four. I tell you, you can pray for anything. Turn to your neighbor and say anything. If you believe that you received it, it will be yours. If you, there's a, there's a point, you know, the woman with the issue of blood, if I can touch his robe, I can just get the hold of his robe. Then I know that I'm going to be healed. She declares already what she has to do. She's got to put her faith out there. And as soon as she touched him, she had what she said, what she declared. If you're saying this, you know what? If this doesn't happen, I got MasterCard. Just go ahead and use your MasterCard because it's not going to happen. Because your plan B is your plan A. But if you believe and do not doubt, if you confess and believe and do not doubt, it's amazing what happens when we say, God, I take you for your word. Here's number five. You have to obey. You have to do what the Holy Spirit tells you. It might sound kind of silly. I mean, do you think Peter would go, Jesus, hey, listen, we got to pay some taxes. <laughs> You know what, Pete? I know. Go fishing, and the first fish you catch, there'll be a gold coin in his mouth. You get that, pay the taxes. Okay, I'll talk to you later. i got some lunch to do. I'd be like, Jesus? Money in the fish's mouth? But yet, it sounds kind of, but you're going to have to obey. Check this out. I mean, this is crazy. It could be an idea or concept. That doesn't mean there's a, a money angel that's going to come down with a harp and go, ho-ho. The Lord has sent me $500 to give. No, not going to happen that way. 
If it does, let me know because I want to know that key. This is what happened. Sam and I, you know, again, he's my he's my hunting uh, partner there. Um, and uh, so this is what happened. We needed, I didn't have land to hunt on at the previous house. I had to get a hunting license and a deer tag. And if you're a hunter, that gets a little, you know, can get expensive. Uh, and so we both needed money for that. And he said, let's believe. Now, check this out. Dad, let's agree. I said, let's sow a seed and believe God for that money to be covered. He said, okay, I'm in. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, and Sam's here. I'm going to guess five bucks or something. I mean, it was something silly. It, was, it wasn't expensive. We believe, okay, God, we're believing somehow that money to come in. You give us an idea or concept. Come on. You might have to put your hand to something. I went to the bank that day. I walked into the bank and the teller goes, uh, Pastor Brett? And I said, yeah. And she said, I heard you detailed cars from time to time. And I said, well, yeah, we can clean a car up. She said, would you detail my car? I said, oh, okay. When do you want it? Could you do it today? I said, okay. How much uh, do you want me to do that for? And she said, well, I'll, you know, I, and she said, what do you normally charge? And I said, well, depending on how much detail, $60. She goes, Okay, so I went back to Sam, and I think the hunting license were 15 and 15, and the deer tags were 20. So 40 and 30, so we had about $70 in hunting license. So, you know, I went back and said, guess what we're doing today? And Sam said, what? I said, detailing cars. And he was like, really? And I said, yeah, you're part of this too. <laughs> so we detailed that car. I went back in. She said, I love it. I, didn't, I just feel I'm supposed to give you $80. She gave us $80. We tithed out of that and went and bought our hunting license. Now, it did take us a couple, three hours. But you've got to understand the principle. I didn't set that up. God did. Because it's sowing and reaping. Lord, I'm believing you're going to provide a way for us to get that license. I had to put my hand to it. He blessed the work of my hands. Sam and I, we hunted that year, and that's probably the year he got the 10 point. It's crazy. But you might say, you know what? I don't even know that that works. I'm telling you, just at least... Trust me in this. The laws are operating 24-7. Those are the five things that Kim and I do. Sow a seed, be in agreement, confess over it, release it in faith, receive it in faith. Just as if you'd already had it. Faith works every time. It's a law. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this one story and, and we'll close this out. It's not always easy to walk in faith sometimes, and, and many of you know that. So I'm not the only person in here that walks in faith, so I don't want to say that I am. But there's times that, you know, you'll be in and you just are, I got a 12-point in the office on my wall in there, and, and I got it by faith. And that day, I felt terrible. I, I just, mm, I wasn't feeling good, and, but yet I felt I was supposed to go out, and the rest of the story is hanging on the wall. So he brought the deer that I believe for because I believe for a 12 point and that's what I got. But I, in that same place, there's one of those days where I knew the Lord. I had another pastor friend. He said, my dad's coming from Texas. He wants to hunt. We'd like to hunt your property. Would you let us? And I was like, yeah. And the Lord said, you give him the stand that you want. I didn't want to. But... I, I was still trying to get a button buck. And a button buck looks like a doe, except he's got little horns up there. You, you can't see them. You can feel them. 
And uh, the Lord said, no, Brett, you give him, give him your, your stand. I said, okay. So I said, here, this is the stand. I get deer here every time I hunt here. Go, go to this stand. So I went to another place in, on my land that I'd never hunted before, and that's where I felt the Lord tell me. I'm like, I don't even, Lord, I've never hunted over here. I've walked over here. What is the chances of me getting a button buck over here? And then I had to settle myself because I had talked myself out of receiving what I was supposed to. I'd already sowed my seed. Kim had already agreed with me. We'd already believed. So then I got a hold of myself and I said, Lord, I break any unbelief in Jesus' name. Lord, I believe no matter where I'm at, you will bring a button buck to me. And I could see the pastor and his father over in the, my favorite stand over there yucking it up. <laughs> I could see them talking to each other and I was like, I found myself in the beginning like, oh, Lord. See, I'm not so nice. That's a real me coming out. I'm like, God. And then God had, I had to repent and say, you know, because they're great people. I was just being selfish. Anybody ever be selfish? They're in my stand. I want to be in that stand. And God, and you know, I was pouting. And I finally repented of that, and I felt peace come back in my heart. I felt my faith release. I felt everything intact. And I heard this twig break. And I looked over to my left, and this what looked like a doe was coming straight up. To beat it all, the guy had let me use his black powder gun. I had never shot the gun before in my life. I got one shot. You know, so it's got to be a good one. So I got out my mirror, put the thing. No, I did not have a mirror. <laughs> so I just, you know, and when the deer came, something inside me, you know, I mean, I could, it was a doe, so it was legal for me to get it, but a button buck counts as a doe. And I just thought, Lord, that is my button buck. So I, I did the shot, got the deer, went over, and sure enough, two buttons. And I, I remember sitting on the ground. And I remember tears going up in my eyes and, and just thanking God that he had spoke to me for me to repent from being a, uh, an ornery guy just ten minutes before. But how good he'd been to me. My, my heart is to tell you this. There's nothing like living in the kingdom. Is it exciting? You betcha. Is it easy? Sometimes. Other times, the enemy tests your faith. I mean, he just comes at you, and you, you have to stand strong. You have to confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and do not doubt. And sometimes that's tough, because circumstances tend to speak louder than your faith. Facts yell pretty loud, don't they? But again, those that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. So you should put God in the center of, Lord, you are my belief system. I'm going to rely on you. Those are the five things that Kim and I do, and we've seen great results. So you can say whatever you want, but I have fruit, and it's hard to argue against fruit. Do I have everything down? Nope. Are we perfect? No. She's close, but I'm... Do we have a lot to learn? You bet. Can I teach you? I'll do my best, but I'm telling you together, I can show you some things that will help you in this citizenship, in this kingdom, that there's only one way that you'll be able to recognize how that happened, and it will be God. He gets all the glory for all of that. He has done everything for me, and He will continue to do that. I totally entrust and rely on Him. Did you learn anything today? Would you bow your heads, please?